Good morning again. Friend day. Every one of us Christians here invited somebody to come today. Some of you made that. Thank you for coming. We appreciate that. Hope your time here will be a blessing to you and an honor and glory to God. A story about a little girl in an orphanage. She was quite unattractive and had many annoying habits, which resulted in her being shunned by all the other children and disliked by the staff. In fact, um, the director of the orphanage was looking for a way to put her somewhere else in another institution. But now for some time, uh, she had been, uh, she, she was suspected of writing notes, secret notes, and taking them to people outside the orphanage. And so, uh, one afternoon, their suspicions were confirmed. One of the children had reported, yeah, I saw her write a note and hide it in a tree by the stone wall. So the director hurried to the tree, found the note, and then passed it silently to his assistant. The note read, to whoever finds this, I love you. Everybody, everyone, has a need to be loved. Experts tell us that emotionally healthy people from meaningless form meaningful ties with other human beings. They don't just exchange information. They shall share personal things. They, they talk about likes and dislikes and, and their hurts and their joys and their, and their fears. And they extend themselves to help others and they know how to accept assistance when they get over their heads. When, <clears throat> when they have important decisions to make, they get insight support from their friends. But those same experts are telling us, now listen to this. In the last 20 years, we as an average have less than a third friends that we did 20 years ago. More disturbing than that, uh, a number of people can't count on a close friend. That has almost doubled. In other words, they had nobody to call at 3 o'clock in the morning to help them. That's sad. Now the findings hold true for both males and females. They're consistent with people of all races, all ages, and to make difference to the level of, of intelligence or whatever. Notice what's happening. And you've seen it, and I've seen it. All this information speaks of people who are feeling lonely and feeling more isolated than ever. Now this is where the church comes in. I believe our Lord, the Lord our God, built the church on friends and being friendly. It's based on loving one another. In John 15, 9 through 12, it says this, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you remain in my love just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in His love. I've told you this so my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. God knows the importance of friendship. And so build this church on that foundation. 
So, if uh, friendships are so critical, what does it look like? What is a friend, by the way? Let's kind of define that. Someone has said friends are God's way of taking care of us. Yeah, I agree with that. Friends are God's way of taking care of us. Someone else said a real friend is one who walks in when the rest of the world walks out. You've got people like that, but maybe not very many. Probably the best definition is given this way. A friend is a person who knows us and still likes us. I, I say amen to that one. Well, what does God say about this? What does the Bible say about friendship? Proverbs 27, verse 6. You can trust a friend who corrects you, but kisses from an enemy are nothing but lies. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend is loving at all times and becomes a brother in times of trouble. Proverbs 18, 24. Some friends don't help. It was mentioned this morning in our discussion group that you find out who your friends are when you ask them to come help you move. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll be there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Some friends don't help, but true friends is closer than your own family. Back in 1980s, Sam Rayburn was a speaker for the House of Representatives. Sam learned that one of his friends had just lost his teenage daughter in, a, in, a, in an accident. Early the next morning, Rayburn knocked on his door. I just came by to see if I could do to help. And the father replied, there's nothing to do. Well, Rayburn said, have you had your coffee this morning? No, we haven't taken time for breakfast. So the speaker made his way to the kitchen. And, and pretty soon his friend came in and said, Mr. Speaker, I, I thought you were supposed to have... Uh, breakfast at the White House with the President. Well, I was. But I called the President and told him I had a friend who was in trouble and I couldn't come. That's what a friend the Bible means. Friendship. To have someone who regards you so highly they want to be there when you need them. So the church is built upon the concept of friendship on being there for each other. And you know, the Bible continually says, be there. 1 Thessalonians 5, 11. That's why you must encourage and help each other just as you're already doing. Romans 12, 10. Love each other as brothers and sisters and honor others more than you do yourself. There you go. Galatians 6, 2. You obey the law of Christ when you offer each other a helping hand. That's being a friend. One of the great things about this church, the Church of Loveland, most of us understand this and work hard to be the one another. And that way you can please God. But we have a problem. We have a problem. What is that problem? We don't get it done that's right we don't get it done and we don't always love like we should 
Even the best intentioned person can fail because we're not God. I've noticed that this is true even a preacher like myself who gets paid to be good whereas you folks are good for nothing. <laughs> now don't leave here this morning to say that preacher told me I was good for nothing. All right, you know what I mean. No matter who we are or how long we've been servants of God, we can always be there when people. We can't always be there when people need us. We can be distracted by our own personal agendas or schedules. We can be inconsiderate and selfish at times, and at times we even get our feelings hurt. And it's a hard time to love others. Those shortcomings can make it extremely difficult. To be the kind of friend God wants us to be. But it's not impossible. Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you, John 15, 12. Jesus knows our struggles. Sometimes it's tough for us to love others. We need to follow his example and learn from him and make it our life's goal to be there for each other because he is there for you. Now, we know what we're supposed to do. The church is built on friendship. And we're supposed to do that for everybody, but we fail. So what's the answer? Well, uh, how, how are we going to take care of all this problem we're dealing with this morning? The best solution, you see, is the church. Now, there are many organizations. One I'm going to talk about. I, I'm not running them down. I'm just telling you this how it is. There's a group called the Odd Fellows. They have meetings once a month and they get together and they act out Old Testament stories. Okay? But after that's all done, they get together for the purpose of fellowship. They go into the fellowship hall and they and they eat cookies and drink punch and and they play cards and have fellowship. That's their, but they fail. They fail too. They build friendships, but they fail also. Even Christians occasionally disappoint us. Even the preacher, I fail you. Even the most outstanding member of the congregation, they will fail us sooner or later. But listen to me, please. Jesus will not fail. He will not fail. Hebrews 13.5 Don't fall in love with money. Be satisfied with what you have. The Lord has promised that He will not leave us or desert us. Did you hear that? He will not. That is absolute. Matthew 11.28 Come to me, all who are troubled and weighed down with care. I will give you Rest. Have any care on you today? Have any troubles coming your way right now? Jesus will not fail you. God, 1 Peter 5, 7, God cares for you. So turn all your worries over to Him. All your worries over to Him. I don't know where you are today. Your life. 
might be a mess. Things are concerning you. It might be health. It might be money. It might be relationships. But you know what? There's somebody you can always trust and care and, and know he's going to care for you. That's Christ, the Lord Jesus. Romans 8.34 is one of my favorite ones. Or can you condemn them? No, indeed. Christ died and raised to life, and now he's at the God's right side. Look what he's doing. Speaking to him for us. Wow. Friend, right now, our Lord Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God in glory. And what's he doing? He's pleading your case and my case to the Father. That's what he's doing right now. The Lord Jesus will never forsake you. He'll always care for you. You'll never have an earthly friend like Jesus. Years ago, we all know this. There was a guy by the name of Elvis Presley. He died, obviously. But a lot of young men, a lot of people tried to imitate him. One young man by the name of Dennis Weiss, uh, he was five years old, and, and he, he just fell in love with Elvis Presley. So uh, he went, after he had surgically his face made to look like Elvis, and his hair made like Elvis, he learned to play the guitar, and, and said, and, and the kids always made fun of him at school because he would, he would do, Elvis Presley wore white boots. So he would go out and buy some white boots and wear them to school. And the kid called them, called them fruity boots. Back in that day, fruity men. Weird, I guess, I don't know. But anyway, and, and this guy, this, this Dennis Weiss, uh, he, he, he had every record he'd ever made. He had pictures in the thousands. He had books and magazines and pillows. He said, I even have a couple books in German and Japanese about him. I, he says, I even got leaves from his tree from his front yard. And one time, I stood on the wall in Graceland, that's his mansion there, for 12 hours trying to see him. But you know, I never was able to get close to him. I went to four concerts, he said, and I went up on stage one time trying to get close to him. I just could not. Too many people around him. Well now, I think we're describing sheer idolatry here, longing to be intimate or close to a great person, such as it is. But the most tragic part of Dennis's wife's story is his words. I could never get close to him. I could never get close to him. You see, that's a problem we all have. Getting close to people. Even the nicest people. But you don't have that problem with Christ. But I don't want to tell you from personal experience. Christ has never, ever failed me. There's been times I thought he did. There's been times in my life I said, God, what are you doing? Lord, I, 
I, I, I've done what I best, the best I know how, and look what you've done. And, and look, you're, you're allowing this to happen. What's going on? But he's never forsaken me. Whenever I need guidance, I can talk to him. Get on my knees, bear my heart. He's there. He's been beside me when life is good, beside me when the days became dark. You know there's times in life where life is taken from you and there are no words to describe the feelings. And you know what? Jesus Christ is right there with you, bearing that with us. He is a friend. He is my friend. The question is this morning, do you know him, the Lord Jesus? A person spoke to a young lady who just moved in the community and the person thought that I, maybe I can interest her to come to church. But as the conversation went on, they realized that she was not interested in the church at all and, and listening out, the young lady said, the church failed me. And as she went on, the person who talked to her said, yeah, they did fail her. And then she said, I, 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 I I'm not interested to come to church anymore because all those hypocrites there, all the people says they're Christians and yet they failed me. And, and as the story was told, it was true. But her problem wasn't that her church had failed her. It wasn't that her supposed Christians had failed her. The problem was that she didn't know Christ Jesus my best friend. She didn't understand how faithful he could be. She didn't realize how, he, how much he wanted to care for her. She didn't realize how he wanted to do what he wanted to do in her life. She didn't know Jesus. Friend, is, you, is, is he your friend today? The Lord Jesus? There are people sitting in this audience this morning that don't know Jesus as their friend. Maybe they've been in church most of their lives, but they've gotten caught up in the ritual and presumed that all they had to do was this. Come to church each Sunday morning, sing the song, pray the prayers, hear the preacher preach the message, shake a couple of hands or two, uh, shake a couple of hands or two, and they're done their religious thing for the week. <coughs> When they leave the building, haven't experienced a closeness with Jesus at all. They haven't known the satisfaction of spending time with Christ, who can actually call be called a friend. It's a great tragedy, because Jesus really wants to be our friend. He wants to carry our burden. He wants to spend. He wants us to spend time with Him. The problem isn't that Jesus doesn't want to be your friend. The problem is that some don't realize how important he can be in their lives. Well, what are we supposed to do about this? The church is to help build friendships. But we fail. 
But the answer is Christ. Letting Him be our friend. Well, what are we going to do about that? First of all, friend, let me tell you something. You've got to allow Him to be part of your life. You've got to welcome Him and say, All right, Lord, I've heard about this. I really do need a friend. I, okay. Next. And you believe that He can be your closest friend. Then you acknowledge I've sinned. I've done wrong. In fact, I've sinned so many sins. I don't know how can the Lord ever be my friend, let alone forgive me. And then be my friend. How how can he do that, my friend? He does. Actually, you need to die to your past. Well, how do I do that? How do I put away my past? Here's how you do it, friend. The Bible says you need to be washed in the watery grave of baptism to, rem- to remove all your sin and remove all your past. Everything you've done back there that still haunts you your friend, the Lord Jesus, wants to take care of. Be baptized into Christ and be risen up to walk in newness of life. That's how it's done. Allow him to be part of your life. Start a sermon I told you about a sad story about a little girl who was despised, rejected. She wanted someone to love her so much she went outside the walls of her orphanage to left a note on a tree. Whoever finds this, I love you. The Bible tells us that Jesus had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. And nothing in appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. The people of his day sought to get rid of him. So they took him outside the city walls and they nailed him to a tree. But to this day, friend, when people come to that tree, they still find an oath that reads, Whoever finds this, I love you. Run and I see a video right now. I was I'm a singer singing a song. I want you to listen to the words. But you're going to find in this song the word friend. I don't know where you are today in your life. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's in the past of your life. I don't know what's in the future. But I'll tell you one thing. Jesus can be your friend. And he will be. If you let him. Quit yourself to him. Allow him to move in your life. You'll see how important he is. I can testify to that. You've got a need today. Make that need, need known. You know, Lloyd or myself, someone else that you need to talk, you need prayer. You need to be baptized in Christ and remission of sins and remove all your past. We can do that too. I want you to consider that today. And let Jesus Christ become your best friend.
what it was about. So I settled back in my seat, a bestseller, I said, a history, a history in one. And then I opened up the book and began to read from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John.
so much for allowing us this opportunity to get on today to worship you, to serve you. For everyone who's made the effort to be here, and God has prayed you bless our week and bless the rest of this day. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.